Hello. Yo. Yo. What's up, man? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm just grabbing some coffee and going and sitting out on the patio watching these golfers golf on the golf course. Nice. Oh, do you live on a golf course now? Yeah. In Vegas or Los Angeles? In, in Vegas. Las Vegas Country Club. Damn, you're moving up. Hey, you know, got to do it. <laughs> I've had you on every incarnation of all my shows because you're one of my favorite guests ever. And I always said you're so good that you should be doing your own show. And actually now you are doing your own show. Yes, I am. So what? what's that? What? How do you get the Vin Armani show? And, and what is it exactly? I started, you know what it is? I started doing these rants. Um, I, I had shut down this art gallery that I started in the arts district in, in Vegas, and I was just kind of bored. And it was during the elections, and I was just like, I mean, you know, I'm an anarchist, and, you know, I fancy myself a, a bit of a philosopher and whatnot. So uh, I just started doing these rants, and then the guys at activistpost.com reached out to me, and they're like, hey, man, we're trying to start a, a podcast network, and uh, we've, we've been checking out these rants, like I've had them on nonstop, but you're, you're just, I, I love what you're doing. Like, would you be interested in doing a podcast? And then I was like, nah, not really a podcast, but I have this idea for like a live two hour show broadcast on like YouTube and Facebook and Periscope. And they happen to have like 550,000 Facebook followers. So they were all about that. So nice. that's like, yeah, it's like a live, uh, two hour show every week, every Monday, and then that gets chopped up into little video bits, and then it gets put out as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, too, which is awesome. And this is Vin Armani. Of course, his most famous thing is Gigolos, the TV show on Showtime. And that is that done now, That's or is it going to come back? Because they always say it's you know, done, and then it comes back. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, So, you know, Showtime goes and does these, like, uh, every year, like all the big networks go. I forget what this thing's called. It's like, uh, like the upfronts? The upfronts, exactly. And um, so this year, all the questions were about Gigolos, right? Everybody's like, Where, where's Gigolos? When's it coming back? And whoever was there, one of the executive vice presidents was like, you know what? Honestly, we're playing the reruns nonstop. We get so much love. Like, the, the ratings have not gone down. So we can play a rerun and get the same as we haven't filmed in two years, man. And wow. so they're just like, they're like, it's evergreen content. Like, if the ratings start to go down, maybe we'll you know, shoot new episodes. They haven't canceled us for sure. So who the hell, who the hell knows, man? And it's always like last minute that they're like, Hey, Hey, get your, get yourself ready. Like we're going to do another season. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it, it like, it's in 25 international markets. It just started like two weeks ago in Italy. So I start to see on all my social media, all these Italians pop up like two months ago. It started in fucking Russia, Damn. Dubbed, which is weird to hear yourself dubbed in another language. It's very strange. But, uh, so yeah, they're getting a lot of play out of it, bro. They're still, I mean, those are just starting on season one. Man, and you're, in Russia, you're exotic. Like, I bet you could get all, exactly. you could clean up in Russia. <laughs> I, do, I do very well with Russian women, believe it or not. Russian women are hot. They are. They are. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're a little, uh, they're a little rough sometimes, personality-wise, but, you know, I'm always up for a challenge like that. How how is the uh, the gigolo business going? Are are you still as into it as you were, or is it just like a half time? Are you like a part time gigolo now? <laughs> well, it's always kind of a part time gig, right? I mean, it's not like a, it's not like it's a nine to five or anything like that. It's always that way. But uh, no, dude, it's great. Like uh, certainly over the years now, because it's been 
Yeah, because I met you pretty early on. I'd only been in the game for a couple of years when I first uh, first started talking to you. So, like, it's been like seven, eight years now. Uh, now my my rates have gone up really, really high. Like my agency, Cowboys for Angels. I'm, I think my rates about double what most of the guys are. So, my client, just the level of my clientele is much, much higher, and the caliber is much higher. So it's like I'm, yeah, I still, I still love it, man. I, you know, I'm getting. I'm getting older. I don't know if I could do this forever, but then again, like Brace is like 20 years older than me and he's still going. So. <laughs> I thought he retired. He's still doing it? Well, it's hard to pass up the money if somebody offers you a big payday, you know? I mean, retirement is like, you know, it's a, it's in air quotes. <laughs> so I think he retired in terms of like he's not on the site. But if a client says, Hey, you want to go fly out to the Bahamas for the week and I'll pay you 30 grand? Like, I don't think 30 grand? Out. Yeah. Damn. Is that, is that is that is that like a legit number that that you would get for flying out to the Bahamas for a week? For a week? Yeah. I mean, my weekend rate is ten thousand. That's for two days. So that's like just so okay. So let's say I ordered you for not me, of course, uh, a woman. If uh, if some, <laughs> I better not show up and you're there. That's not going to work, bro. What if, what if all this time? Now I've been talking to you since before the first season of Gigolo started, or maybe it was when the first episode. So what year was that? Uh, 20, 2011. Okay, so I've been talking to you. 2011. I've been talking to you for six years. What if I was mm-hmm. just doing this for six years just because I want to have sex with you and I was leading up to it all this time? <laughs> like, would this be our last conversation? <laughs> oh, no, dude. We'll be friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, after, after this podcast, you just get a dick pic from me? It's like, uh, hey, Vin, what do you think? Uh, That's hilarious, bro. Okay, so okay, so you're so back to uh, so if some girl wanted to uh, have you for the weekend, so it's two days. So what do you show up at? Like Friday, hours. Friday. Oh, how many hours? Forty-eight hours. Okay, so if you sh- if you show up Friday at noon, that goes until Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon. Yep, that's right. And that's ten grand. Ten grand. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, here's the thing that most people don't consider. Like, and, and one, as I said, my rates, are, my rates are high, and they've obviously gone up. I mean, I'm, I'm a known factor, right? So that automatically. So it's like they're not just hanging out with a, a gigolo. They're hanging out with a TV star, too, which, I mean, so you got to take your rates up on that, right? That's yeah, like even, even you, guys had, um, you guys had Buff Bagwell working for you for a while, the wrestler. That's right. So you That's got a right. TV star, a wrestler. I mean, that was that. You, I mean, I'm sure he didn't charge ten grand, but even for five grand, you're getting I think, a. I think his rates were up there. I, yeah, I think when I first started out, it was like, I think it was like fifty five hundred was my weekend rate. So it's steadily gone up over that time. But like, what people don't realize is, you think like, oh man, that's that's great. Like, I'd totally be down for that, but. I don't know if anybody's actually ever tried to be on for 48 hours straight. And I mean, like you even have to be on in your sleep, you know what I'm saying? Because like this, the client is laying there next to you and you're sort of at her whim for 48 hours. And you can't just like take a nap, right? Like, Oh, I'm going to take a nap for six hours. No, no, no. I guess there are some guys who, who do that. You know what I mean? There are some guys who, who will sort of demand that, but they rarely get hired again by that client. So, you know, I mean, the thing is, most of the clients that I, I don't agree to do 48-hour appointments with every client, like, I really actually have to like them, and I have to feel like, okay, this is not going to drain me, and I'll be out of commission for the next two months. 
Uh, because, you know, it could be stressful. If you don't like somebody to be, like, really there and on point for 48 straight hours is exhausting. I would assume a big turnoff for you is when they try to act like you're their property or like you're their, you know, listen, do, do what I say. Like, that, I'm sure that's a big turnoff, right? When they're yeah, trying that, to order you never, around? That, yeah, that never that never works for me. And the main reason why is that it's like, look, the person that I am, like, if I'm there, I'm already, like, I'm sort of, I'm at your beck and call, as it were, right? It's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like the way you would feel if you're, like, a butler or a valet or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, I'm already here serving you food and wiping your ass. Like, you, there's no reason for you to act like, you know, but now now to be a dick about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already here doing my job. Just let me do my job. Yeah, like, you're willing so, yeah, to do what she wants. Just don't be a dick about it. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm more than willing. Is there, has there ever been a time where you just, like, try to, de- I mean, I'm sure you think you like the person, then when you're on the two-day date, you're, like, trying to delay, like, just trying to waste as much time as possible, like, hey, let's go see the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, let's play tennis, like. <laughs> well, you try, you know, you try to find things to fill that up, but, like, I've gotten very good now at being able to figure out, okay, what's the sort of length of time, right? The, the clients that I see now for anything longer than, you know, like three or four hours at this point are people who usually it doesn't feel like 48 hours because we click well, we're having, like, great conversation, you know, we're into the same things, and the time just really flies by. So, you know, I'm enjoying it, they're enjoying it, but I can re- so I can tell, you know, if I meet somebody, because most people will have, like, a two-hour appointment sort of as their first introduction, and I can tell, like, okay, this person I can't see for more than two hours, or or this person maybe I could see for like an overnight twelve hours, you know. But you, you figure that out. Like I say, I've I've been at it long enough that, and I've had enough clients now that I could I could suss it out really really quickly. Do you remember my escort name that I was going to use? Yep. Blake Gucci. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought is all one of the all-time best names. And it's honestly a lot less corny than the names of some of the guys in the agency. So, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I could pull that off. Like, I wonder if, if your boy uh, from uh, Cowboys and Angels would hire me as Blake Gucci. It's pretty funny, bro. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, I think you should really just walk around and just introduce yourself like that for a day. Oh, hi, I'm Blake Gucci. People, I, yeah, see how many people are actually like, is that a real name? Because people <laughs> rarely ask me, and I'm like, wow, I'm really, I, I, I'm getting away with this. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no one, I mean, it, it's just obvious your name's not Vin Armani. But like, and, 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 it's not obvious to everybody. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's crazy that they don't even question you. No, they don't. It'd be like The Rock, like, just calling him The Rock and just assuming his name is The Rock. <laughs> his mama named him The Rock. By the way, is, like, your, yeah, is your real name The Rock? <laughs> the, and they're like, yeah, is it middle initial? <laughs> is, your, is your identity even known, your real name? No. I've wow. been very, very good about that. Very good. Because, honestly, like, at, <laughs> I've had a few... I don't want to. I don't want to call them stalkers, but I've had a few very curious clients who uh, who have made me a little bit uncomfortable. In that, you know, I've told them a few things, and I guess their memory is really good, even after a couple glasses of wine. But you know, like I've told them, oh yeah, and this year I started a company uh, in this place, and we did this and whatever, and they went back through like 
public records and all oh. kind of shit trying to find my real name and all the help. And then they came back and they were like, oh, yeah, I know your real, na- your real name. It's this. And now I know, like, all this stuff about you. And I'm like, yo. Do you, have, do you have, like, a fucked up? in for that makes me very uncomfortable. Do you have, like, a you fucked know? up first name, like Ulysses or something? No, 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 no. It's a very, like, my, my birth name is super, like, super stayed, like, normal. It's about as, like, it's actually about as, like, waspy as you could possibly get, to be honest. So your name is Mike? It's close to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I never thought about that you actually have a real name. This is the first time I ever considered that. <laughs> you know Mike, right? Now it's going to bother you for like three weeks. Yeah. What the, what's his name? Chad? What is it? Yeah. Now now I'll text you after with the dick pic and I'll say, so what is your name, man? <laughs> what's your last name? Let, 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 let me look into this. Did you see this? Um, this might be something you want to talk about. I, I know your show is a little bit... Uh, you probably wouldn't cover things like this. But did you see that this guy here actually in Illinois... He was fucking a pig, and um, and the the farmer heard the pig squealing, so he came outside with his shotgun. He thought it was like wild dogs attacked the uh, was attacking his pig, and he walked out there, and there was a guy, and the guy's dick was stuck in the pe- in the vagina of the pig. Ah, uh. and the guy was screaming because he couldn't get his dick out of the pig. Like when you when, when you have sex with, with a pig, like. It, do, does the vagina lock in like other is that is that do you think what it is or do you think well, that here's here's the thing i don't know if you know this about pig dicks but they're like a like a corkscrew like a wine corkscrew oh they're yeah they're in the shape of a corkscrew so they like corkscrew their way in so i'm assuming that the pig vagina is like a corkscrew as well to accommodate obviously the corkscrew dick so do you think he had to like screw the pig in like pick it up and go yeah i and they got, they got that's stuck. a very small pig if he was able to do that. But I yeah. think that's probably why he got stuck. Wow. So like, is that a crime? Like, is that, what is the crime? Is it trespassing? Is it, like, destruction <laughs> of property? All like, of the above. Animal Is it animal cruelty? Like, is it animal cruelty? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, the pig probably enjoyed it, but... It's, it's, it, I, I look at it like you're, it's someone who, who has like mental problems. You're having sex with them. They don't know what's going on. Like the pig didn't ask right. for you to have sex. But then again, is that, any wor- is that any worse than cutting the pig's head off and eating it? That's what I'm saying. Right? Like if that pig was due to be uh, bacon, this is a much better fate for the pig <laughs> than bacon, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're a pig... You're disgusting. I can't believe you fucked that pig. Oh, but I had a BLT sandwich, and that's cool. (laughs) How dare you fuck that pig? Let's go. Let's use humans just to make it more clear. Like, if you had sex with some girl or killed her, what's worse? I mean, killed her and ate her. And and then ate her, her, yes. (laughs) And served her to your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Celebrating it, too. Having a big party around the grill. Oh for, oh, for Christmas. You did a Christmas ham. You did, <laughs> this is, you, did, you did Christmas Hannah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, which one is worse? <laughs> but when you fuck a pig, is that, that's not the first animal you fucked, right? Clearly, I, I, no. I, clearly, you start smaller, right? Like, that's, that's what I've heard. <laughs> like, maybe a chicken or something. <laughs> a pig is a big animal. That's a large creature. Like, would you even know how to get your dick into a pig? Like, I wouldn't even know where to look for the vagina. I mean, I'm sure I could figure it out. 
But well, the pig- do, you, do you clean it? Do you clean the pig up? Like that's the part that I'm thinking about. Like I'm just like that's pigs are not clean animals. Like do you clean it up? Like are you worried about are there pig STDs? Like do you wear <laughs> protection? Like how does this whole thing work? You know I, think, I, mean? I think the only have, yeah. There's pig flu, right? There's swine flu, so yeah. you figure there's got to be like other viruses and shit. Like how do you know this pig this pig doesn't have STD? Like what are you doing, man? I'm pretty sure the only one spreading an STD would be the guy fucking the pig. Right, that's probably. I'm true. sure he is. That's but but do you, you're right. Do you wear a condom? Do you come inside the pig? Do you pull out? <laughs> you pull out and give it a facial. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you like that? You like that on your snout? <laughs> oh, my favorite part of fucking a pig is coming on its face. <laughs> or you come on its tits? I mean. <laughs> Like all twelve of them. <laughs> oh man, it's sick. <laughs> but I bet pig fuckers have these conversations. Like, yeah, man, I always come right on the ass. <laughs> I un I uncork and then come right on its ass. <laughs> you know, there's like websites probably where people have sex with pigs. I mean, isn't that illegal to put online? Like, that's got to be illegal. But I mean, like, there's there's a group called Nambla, the the uh, the young men, like, where they like mo- ch- mo- child molesters. There's some organization where they like, you know, I mean, there's Al Qaeda websites. I don't think that's online. I don't think you just put that on the web, though. I think that's going to get you're going to get shut down pretty damn quick if you do that. But don't you think there's like groups of people like they know where to find it? I think because like I mean I wouldn't know if I want to go on an Al Qaeda website, but I'm sure those guys who are in Al Qaeda they're able to find it. Do so, you think that there are groups of people because that that seems like a great business opportunity, right? If you've got a farm, you know, <laughs> like you've got if you've got a farm just for these people, they come like on vacation. You've got like nice guest houses, you know, you like dress the animals up, you get them real clean and just like have them just running around for them. It's got to be a thing, right? Like, like the bunny ranch for animals? Well, it's the bunny ranch, but it's literally bunnies running <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <laughs> or the chicken ranch, you know. And, I mean? and, and, yeah, and they have one called the pig pen, so it's, it's literally the pig, you pen. the pig pen. You know what? Wait, it's funny. Every brothel is named after an animal. That is interesting. So maybe Mustang, the original the Mustang Ranch, the Chicken Ranch, the Bunny Ranch, yeah. So maybe originally all those places you would just have sex with animals. <laughs> I know that there's actually places where you have sex with horses and stuff like that. I mean, these places exist. That's wild, bro. Do you you, That's you, wild. you mentioned cleaning up the the pig? Do you do you know any? What do you refer to yourself as a gigolo, an gigolo, escort? Yeah, yeah, gigolo for the most part. Could you explain the difference? Because when when people when when you say the word gigolo, people are like, "He's a scumbag." But there's a big difference between what you do and then like some lady on the street who's charging seven dollars for a blowjob. Like, there's a huge difference. Oh, clearly. Could you clearly, explain clearly. the difference to people so they understand? Well, I mean, one, it's it's about charging for time as versus charging for some specific service, right? So. Whatever, like, I charge by the hour, which is legal. That's what a lot of people don't understand. So, like, the profession that I'm in is legal. And the profession that, and women who do the same thing, that's legal as well. So that's the first thing to understand is that it's, it's by the hour. And whatever happens during that hour is what happens during that hour, but nobody's paying for anything specific. And I think that most of us who are on this side of it are actually, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a big libertarian anarchist. Like, I really don't think that if there's no victim, there's no crime. But 
it's, it is interesting that, like, it is one of the things that I'm actually going to be talking to New Hampshire next week on a panel about this that I actually don't have a problem with the idea of, like, that, that selling specific sexual services would be illegal. I actually don't have a problem with that because I think that that's, that's where the most desperate people... I mean, if you're on the corner, you know, offering to give somebody a blowjob for $5, there's a problem going on there. And it, it, that probably shouldn't just be allowed behavior, you know what I mean? I feel like that that just takes people who are already vulnerable and sticks them in a real an even more vulnerable situation. So, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest difference, that it's not like we're not doing this because we're desperate for money. We're not doing this because something bad happened. We're not doing this because of anything. It's like it's a, it's a very, very old profession. Uh, the women who did this back in the day, like in the time of aristocracy, were called courtesans, they, and they were hanging around the royalty all the time, you know, and they would get their homes paid for and gifts and, you know, stipends or allowances. So they'd just be paid, and then it would be like, Okay, they're hanging out with this dude for a year, and then they're hanging out with this dude for a year, and then this dude for a year, and it's just like it's a thing. It's been around for a very, very long time, uh, but it's it's something that's been sort of only the upper class could partake in. And I mean, look, I'm five hundred dollars an hour to book me, so it's not like every woman in the world is going to even be able to to experience what that's like. What What if I just want to like play pool with you for for an hour? Same price. But like me in particular, I'm not saying me, but like, let's just, I, I know you only do women, but if a guy literally just want to hang out, would you, would you do that? Like play no. basketball? No, 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 no. But what I, what I will tell you, something that does happen is I have been booked on quite a few occasions by couples who are. Yeah. On the show, on the show, we, I saw that a bunch. Well, but I'm saying couples who are just fans of the show who just wanted to hang out and have drinks for two hours, literally just hang out, have drinks and talk about the show for two hours. That's Same awesome. Rate. Same rate. Wow. That's great. And, and you know, you, real quick, what you were saying before, you know, the other side of it is like that dark side, like the sex trade right. and all that stuff. And just right. people who are like on drugs and, and all these like really scary issues. You're right. It should that kind of legal, that kind of pay for sex should be illegal. What you I do, agree. what you do is completely different. Like you said, it's more of an experience and 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 you're a complete like the guys you work with aren't drug addicts. I'm sure there's some who are on right. drugs or have been. I'm sure there's some escorts who are cokeheads or whatever else. But for the most part, you guys you guys actually have a legit business. You enjoy doing it. It's it really is completely right. different. Yeah, and it's you know the the it's, it's of course the, do people in our industry have the same problems that anybody with a lot of money and a lot of time on their hands has? Musicians, athletes actors of course right like we're we're around in an environment where you know the party favors are there and you can have fun but i think most of us it's our business to take care of our bodies and to be on point so like if we if we decide we're going to be cokeheads we're not going to be cokeheads for very long because we're going to lose all our clients right and you know it's it, it's unfortunate that there's this big issue about like you know people want to talk about like sex trafficking and all of that and i'm completely opposed to to anybody being violently coerced into doing anything or anybody being, you know, addicted to drugs or anybody abusing children or any of these things. But people have to realize that that's like 0.0001% of the industry. Like those are just psychopaths doing psychopath shit. And that billions and billions of dollars a year just in the United States are, are being pumped into this industry with people who are doing it in a completely legit way like I am. 
I mean, there's thousands. I mean, if you go to Chicago, Chicago especially, if you go to like heroes.com or city vibe or so, there's thousands of girls on there. And those are, those are escorts or those just like, those are escorts, those are escorts, like They're legal escorts. The They're all about the hour. And the other thing is that like, if I show up, I get paid up front, right? I get paid up front for two hours. So if I show up, I get my money and then this person is just being a complete douche. And I'm just like, I don't want to do anything more than just sit here and talk with you. That's all I'm contracted for. And then I leave and maybe they don't book me again, but it's not like there's some, and it's the same for the women, you know, it's not like there's something hanging over our head. Like, Oh, you better do this because I yeah. told you to do this. No, no, you didn't. Do you get tips? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Do these women just have so much money? They're like, well, here's an extra thousand dollars. Cause, uh, some of them, some of them, I mean, some of them just, some of them enjoy, you know, some people are just generous and I, I enjoy tips. I mean, it's not required certainly. And I don't expect it or anything, but you know, I also have a choice of which clients to see again and for how long. And I think that people do realize that, that, you know, a tip can go a long way in terms of me clearing up my schedule for somebody the next time. It's not like when you're at a strip club and they're like, oh, it's $80, but then you have to tip me 180 to get no, in here? No, it's not, no, no, not, not, nothing like that. No, no, it's, it's, you know, they know the rate going into it. And then, you know, my agent t- takes 20%. Damn. For the, as the booking fee. Yeah, yeah, he's banking. He's banking. Damn, he he's makes two like grand to do nothing. For the What's that? He makes two grand to do nothing. I mean, I know he's, he's promoting yeah. you, but. I, well, I mean, you think about it, if it's like a repeat client, doing a $10,000 appointment. I mean, look, I mean, he gets the money because of all that he's done to build the agency in the first place. I mean, he got us on six seasons of a television show. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he chose to put me on it. So like he's, he's kind of getting that. And we had an agreement from the beginning that as long as I was working for him, that I would be exclusive to him and whatnot. And I've, I've stayed to that. It's just a gentleman's agreement, but you know, yeah, if it's a, if it's a repeat client booking a repeat weekend, he may make $2,000 for literally taking a phone call and, and putting her name on a calendar. <laughs> Seriously. So like a regular client, she can't just send you a text and say, hey, uh, I want you to come over this weekend. You have to say, no, you have to go through the agency and then you could call me? Well, you know what's funny is, I mean, I'm pretty publicly available, right? So it's like people can send me a private message on, on Facebook or whatever because of my Facebook page is there. So I will sometimes have clients who are like, Hey, are you free like three weeks from now on Monday, you know, from Monday to Wednesday? Can we set something up? And I'm like, sure, I'm free on that day. Just now call Garrett and set it up. So like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the guy because I do appreciate I would not have the life that I have without him. Uh, and, and none of us would really, because I mean, he sort of built the industry into what it is. So I'll, I'll stay loyal to him as long as I'm in this. But yeah, he, I mean, he does take a chuck for sure. So let's say you're in Chicago, you have a client here. And you're on a weekend $10,000 date. And part of this two day, because don't these women, they want to go out and party with you and they want to go to dinners and stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you take her to Gibson's Steakhouse, right? Okay. The, the bill comes, they put it in front of you. Do you slide it to her? Uh, I'll usually just let it sit there for a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, um, and then, yeah, she'll usually take it. I generally don't need to. I, I generally don't need to slide it over. But they, you know, it's it's funny. Like, at, I don't know whether it's just like a whether it's just a part of the culture and sort of women's live and feminism like 
coming into the culture, but it's rare that they, that people, especially at the higher end restaurants, that they assume that it's the man paying anymore. They seem to always set it down like right in between the two. So when you're out on a normal date, is it is it just like do you just fall into that and just accidentally no, no, forget no, I to pay? pay? I, I I pay I pay, but I I don't go on a lot of normal dates anymore. Do you would you have a girlfriend? Or are you just single? No, no, no. I've I've always had you know friends. You have to have your personal relationships. That's I think that's one of the most important parts of this job. Otherwise, you get burnt out, right? Yeah. So yeah, you have to because you have to have somebody that you can talk to about really that you could talk to about your experiences with clients, right? Because it's not like I could talk to one client about my experience with another client. And that if you don't have somebody that you, that you can talk to about that, you know, like that has some sort of a romantic, intimate relationship with you, like you're screwed in this business. And that's what burns out a lot of women that I know in this business is that they're like, I don't have anybody to talk to. And they just, they start to fall apart. They just start drinking and doing drugs because you got to get it out. You got to, you got to talk to somebody. I feel like being a female Escort is much harder than being a male gigolo. Uh, yeah. Well, there's trade-offs, right? So they ha- they make way more money than we do. Way more money. I mean, <laughs> they can they can easily easily make two thousand dollars a day every day if they want to. Damn. Uh, what, once they're established, yeah. So they're usually, ter- especially in places like like Las Vegas or L.A. or Miami, if you're an established a female escort, like who's got a good client base. Yeah, you can make insane amounts of money, insane amounts of money. But, yeah, it's, it's obviously harder to find a significant other, right? It's hard to date for them, for sure. Um, Whereas there's women who are probably, like, turned on by your job, and they want to date you because of that. Yeah, but you gotta you got to wonder about that guy. They're out there. They're out there for sure. But you gotta, you got to wonder about, on the, on the female side, she would have to wonder about, you know, that guy. But, yeah, they're, no, there are definitely... A, and it doesn't hurt being on TV, you know what I mean? There's yeah. Something about, there's something about being on TV that women will let a lot of shit go. <laughs> yeah. It, it, They'll let a lot of shit go to walk around with a TV star, so that makes life a lot easier. But there are, there are quite a few guys who work for the agency. There's two in particular who are married and their wives don't even know. Wait, they don't know? Their wives don't even know that they're working for the agency. Well, then how do they... Uh... How do they leave for a week, or do they just do, like, one hour at a time type things? So both of them are working models. That's the thing. Maybe you shouldn't give out so much information. (laughs) Right, maybe not. (laughs) Anyway, let's just say that both of them them have professions where they, it's it's normal for them to go away for a gig and come back with money. Wow. That's interesting. So I guess you could do it as probably a musician as well. Yeah, you know, so you like, yeah, I got a couple gigs and wherever, and I'm going to take off, and then you come back and you've got the money. The worst part though is when she she follows you to Vegas because she wants to surprise you to see you in your right. band play, right. and, and then she goes to the Hard Rock and it's like um like a foreigner cover band playing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Where's your fan? Oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> I wonder, do you know any germaphobe gigolos like like me? I'm I. I'm I'm like I won't even share a straw with people. So, do you think it's impossible to be in that profession if you're a germaphobe? No, dude. There's actually a lot of escorts who are like almost hypochondriac level. A lot, believe it or not. I know it seems weird, right? It seems weird, but I mean, it is a profession where 
being just clean and wanting things to be clean is a plus, not a negative. And, and most, most clients don't mind. So even if it's like, oh, I, like I know some, some girls in the industry in particular, there's a, few, a couple guys that do this too, but it's a little harder to do it with what female clients where they'll be like, oh, you know, before we get started, let's like take a shower together. <laughs> that's know, a good, that's like a good move just person. for guys in general. Like if you're, if you're out with a girl all day and it's yeah. hot outside, yeah. that's, that's just a great move anyway. Oh, absolutely. And I'm saying like from coming from an escort, that's something where people would be like, okay, that's hot. Like, yeah, let's get cleaned up. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think that people think one way or the other. They're like, oh, this, does this person think I'm dirty or like, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's <laughs> I think people are just like, oh, this is part of the experience. Okay, cool. She she keeps like spraying uh, body lo- body wash on your dick and balls and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like she's got like one of those pumice stones, and she's like just going to town. <laughs> she pulls out the bag brush. <laughs> she's scrubbing your ass with it. And, and these, you know, these guys would be like, "That's so fucking hot." Dude, she had the back brush in my ass. It was the hottest shit ever. She was just trying to wash his ass. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can get you can get away with a lot. You can get away with a lot. It just it's all about the phrase, isn't it? Just like in regular life too. It's just about the way you phrase things to women. Oh, absolutely. It's the context. I mean, I think most people's minds are are super dirty, but if they're comfortable. And you, you frame it in a non-creepy way, which is what I think most guys have the biggest problem doing. But, like, if you can frame things in a fun way, at least to get it started and going, yeah, I think most women are going to be up for just about anything, man. And aren't guys, like, too, just in regular life, they're just too over the top with how interest, like, I, I work at the radio station here, and there's, like, hot women walking around, and all the guys are so thirsty around them. It's so pathetic. And that has to be a turnoff. A girl who gets hit on nonstop, and I and and I hate the opposite too. The guys who are mean to girls, like they like them, so they're mean to them. I hate that too. Right. But I hate the overly. You're so gorgeous. Like just be cool. That's just never be- gonna work. That's never gonna work. Like, so you're getting you're getting no play if you do that. Like I've found that the the, uh, the best way, especially especially for women who are particularly hot, is to be playfully dismissive. Exactly. Right. So it's not, you're not mean, you're doing things with a smile on your face, but like throwing like little insults that are totally not true or, or like, or backhanded compliments to be like, Oh, uh, so you did your hair, uh, different today. And she's like, Oh, Oh yeah. You, you, you notice. And it's like, Hey, you know, I kind of like how you had it before better, but I guess this is all right. And then like smile and walk away. <laughs> like that's the type of thing that a woman who's hit on nonstop, like she's instantly wet over that. Because well, yeah. she's like, oh, this is this is a high value guy. Okay, wait a minute. Because women women want a guy who's like, in terms of his place on the hierarchy, they want somebody who's either equal or or above them, right? So you, she wants to feel like you're looking down on her. I know that's weird, and a lot of people can't understand that, but. You know, I mean, uh, for me, a lot of my clients are are very, very powerful individuals. I mean, they're they're wealthy. That's why they have the, the money. And most of them are independently wealthy, so they're either C level executives of large multinational companies or or you know serial entrepreneurs, people who've made a lot of money. They find it really hard to date because guys are intimidated by them because they themselves are high up on the hierarchy, right? So, like for me to behave that way 
to behave as though they're higher than me, it's not going to, it's not going to turn them on at all. Right. They want to have an experience where they feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm a girl. I'm an 18 year old girl, like with a rock star in this experience. That's what they want. And, and, and it's very difficult for, for, especially in this age of feminism, like that's something that guys are having a hard time figuring out that it's like, no dude, she wants you to be the man. Like that's programmed into her DNA. You're not supposed to be equal to her. You're not supposed to be below her because she doesn't want a guy who's equal to her. Yeah. Her like stop acting like such a, a pussy all the time. Right. I mean, she's programmed, she's programmed biologically to like want to be the wife of the chief of the tribe. So you got to start acting like that. That's what guys do not understand that. And I, I'm kind of glad that they don't because then I'd be out of a job. <laughs> Even if you look like Twitter, like Kim Kardashian could get literally 10,000 compliments and then the one insult, she'll write back to that guy. Like that's the one look, thing that bothered dude, her. Look at, look at like J-Lo and how many like waiters she's dated. You and, know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Casper she, she, Smart. Yeah, she, but she was in like a long-term relationship with a dude who was waiting on her table. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't, you don't, the key is it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. None of those things matter. It's really about attitude. Like what's turning her on? Yeah, sure. Okay. The physical is good for a second, but that goes really, really fast. If the second that she starts talking to you, she doesn't feel like, Oh, this is a high, what it really is all about is like displaying high value, right? Like DHV. Like it's what it's really all about is can you portray, hopefully you are high status and you believe yourself to be, but can you portray that, right? Because there are a lot of guys that I know, especially in the tech industry, who are powerful guys, CEOs. They've done a ton. They've got a ton of money. But they can't, like, you, you hang out with them, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy, it's, there's nothing to him. So the personality is more important. than Like, the looks, the looks are like the way you, like, you're in with the woman, the way right. you look. Because you, right. you, you've had great tips on... On like looking stylish, you know, stuff like that. Like that, that, that's the end. So let's say you look right. like sloth from the Goonies. Right. And you don't have, right. like you could walk up to a woman and she wants to talk to you. Now let's say you're some guy, help out those guys who don't have that in. How do they get the in with the girl before they could be interesting to her? Well, are you talking about the physical? Like, let's say some ugly guy some or some heavy guy, some guy who doesn't look good. How does he okay, go up the, to a hot girl? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Abe, that it's like, you know, you have to really question, like you say, an ugly guy. And you have to really question, like, how much more attractive could you look than you are right now? I'm saying without changing your body, without any of that. Because it's like, it doesn't matter what, what your build is to a degree, like, your clothing could be more tailored to your frame. It doesn't have to be more expensive necessarily. Like a $12 shirt that you went, $12 dress shirt that you went and bought from like Marshall's or whatever, but you took it to the tailor and he tailored it perfectly will look like a $400 shirt by the time he's done. Wait, Vince, stop right there real quick. I, I just discovered that recently. I just started tailoring my clothes. Oh, and, dude, and it's, it's every difference in the world. This is a tip that all guys need to know. Because I was telling my friend about this. Like, I, I never wore shorts before because they always looked weird on me. But now I get the leg, like, tailored in a little bit. And yeah. they look they look good on me now. It, it's yeah. Everything is about, like, a, a shirt. If you wear those shirts where it, it, it's, um, where it looks, it makes you look like a box, that's not a right. good look. But if you could tailor it to, like, you're right. That's a very important tip that people don't know. And it costs like it costs like twenty to thirty dollars. Just your local find a good tailor. Cost me twelve dollars. Yeah, 
it's it's nothing, bro. Like, and that was in my early days of like you know pickup artistry when I was making pretty good money, but I wasn't like killing it to the point where like a, going and buying a two hundred fifty dollar dress shirt made any sense. I would on it. I just went and I would get shit tailored. I I would go to vintage shops and get like, oh, this is a huge tip, man. If you're especially in like a hipstery area, and I don't know how much they are around anymore because it's it's getting older in time now, but like leather jackets from the seventies. You can go to vintage shops and get, like, leather jackets from the 70s that, that are just absolutely killer. Like, there was a point where they stopped making them well, but I would just go and get ones that were already just tailored perfectly, that the leather was clean, and then you just take them and you get the leather redone. Or boots, the same thing, buying vintage boots on eBay and then taking them and having them re-dyed and having the sole put back on and having them, and, and you just look like a million bucks because it's classic style. And you made you made you made a great um, point about how good could you look right now? Because there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, well, as soon as I lose ten pounds, as soon as I lose twenty pounds," but you shouldn't worry. Right now, you should look as good as you can in your yeah. current weight, your current body, exactly. while you're trying to lose weight. Then, when you lose weight, you could buy new clothes for that new form. But while you're at this weight, like, don't just give up on the way you look now because you're overweight. Like, do the best you can with that current situation. Well, and I, will, and I will say this, like, for those people who are thinking that, I mean, I work out at a uh, professional bodybuilder gym. Like, the juice bar is owned by, like, the, the Miss Olympia and the, the number three Mr. Olympia from this year, right? Like, the 10-time Miss, Miss Olympia owns the fucking juice, juice bar at my gym. And so there's all these professional bodybuilders in there, either as trainers or working out. I mean, there's usually a dozen at any given time, pros. But when you see them in their street clothes, most of them look like schlubs because they have no style. They have no style whatsoever. And, and so it's like, look, it doesn't matter what your body looks like if what's on the outside of your body looks like crap. But then I know people who are not in great shape, but they have fantastic style and they just kill it everywhere they go. It's like you see a girl who's, who looks real dumpy and then when she gets naked, she's hot as fuck. Oh, dude, there's so many of those. Like, I want to start, and this is true. I'm, I'm not. I want to start a female fashion line called the Canon Collection because I, <laughs> I know how to make women look hot, and and it's very easy. Like, I could look at someone and I could fix the way they look because it. it the, women wear the like. If you have fat arms, don't wear a sleeveless shirt. Um, right. Don't wear. Most women can't wear shorts. Just don't wear shorts. Those right. for, those form fitting soft dresses that girls wear, those summer dresses, they, they're form fitting, but they're like super light material. Those look yep. good on any girl with a great body. Um, That's right. I mean, there's just certain things that that girls could do. It's so easy, like just to fix the way you look. Women and and it goes like you said for guys too, but for women, they wear the wrong. Like they're trying to look like Gwen Stefani when they should just. I call it peak hotness. You should get to peak hotness, whatever you could do. It's for, so yeah, easy for yourself. For yourself, right? Like, don't try to look like... Guys have it much... Well, you know, this goes true for women as well, but guys have it a lot easier because you can never lose with classic style, right? So, like, slacks that are... Slacks that are really, like, tailored nicely, that are tailored for you, a nice tailored dress shirt with a belt and a sport coat with an open collar... You'll win every time. Some great, some great shoes, and they don't even have to be expensive. But just be sure that they that they look good. I prefer boots, dress boots, dude. You kill it 
every single time. And maybe a little bit of costume jewelry, you know what I mean? From something something simple, but it's like, oh, that's interesting that you're wearing that. Doesn't have to be expensive. Wait, somewhat. What is what is it? Costume jewelry. Oh, costume jewelry. Like fake jewelry? Like, a, which and what what I mean by costume jewelry is like as opposed to you know, going out and, and buying a, a super expensive, you know, diamond necklace or something like that. Like, get something that's sterling silver and then has, like, a cool pet. Find, like, a cool pendant that really, that you really like, that you like the design or that means something to you, and then put it on there. And it's just those little things, man. Little things. What other tips do you have for guys and just, just for th- picking up women? I think, because you wrote that book, Tao of the Gigolo. Which yeah. was a, and that's still available, right? On like Amazon. Oh, absolutely, Amazon. And I'm coming out with a new book, but it's it's a little more of a philosophy book. So this one, I, I, I of the Gigolo is still, I think, all the advice in there is still very good. But I mean, if you want like straight, uh, straight pickup advice, one of the best pieces of advice that I can give is, I used to always like going to strip clubs, like that was my thing in the pickup artist days. That's what I was known for, I, dating a lot of strippers. But the best advice I can give to anybody, any guy who wants to, to be better with women, and certainly when it comes to picking up women is, get very comfortable being alone by yourself in, like, a bar situation. So it's like, get used to that. Go out to a bar by yourself, have one drink, interact with a bartender. It's better if you can, like, find some place relatively close to your house that you can become kind of a regular but see, then you, but, but th- then you're a creep, though. Like, if you're not you, if you're just some random guy, doesn't that make you seem like the creep who's hitting on all the bartenders? Well, no, I'm not saying hit on the bartenders. Don't hit on the bartenders, right? Don't hit on the bartenders. Go and just be friendly and comfortable as yourself in that environment, not on your phone, not trying to hide. Like, because fundamentally what, what the whole game is about is it's about being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable wherever you are, right? So my job is I, I have to show up to an appointment, and within like 10 minutes, my client needs to be comfortable with me. And even though she's never met me, she may be in a city she's never been in before. She may be in a hotel she's never been in before. She's incredibly nervous. I need to make her comfortable within like 10 minutes. But that's not going to happen if I'm nervous, if I'm not comfortable. And so it's, it's all about getting yourself into it. And look, nobody is comfortable from the jump. Just If you are comfortable being by yourself in a bar, like in a nightlife sort of situation, off the jump, then there's probably something wrong with you. Like you probably, you're probably <laughs> a psychopath, honestly. Like you, should not, you should not, a normal person is not going to be comfortable. You're going to be self-conscious, right? You're going to be a little like nervous, like what's going on? So you got to make yourself comfortable in those situations. And Look, it's, there's nothing better than finding a, a cool, classy bar that's near somewhere near your house, like a couple of miles away. It really helps if you live in kind of in an urban area where you're where you're a regular, where the bartenders know you, they know what you drink, they know little things about you, they're friendly with you, where they would smile and wave at you when you came in, and to be able to like walk in there with a chick on a first date, to be like, oh, let's just drop by this bar, you know. Yeah, because then you look, she look cool to her, right? Like you're, you're exactly. like a happening guy. Exactly, it's social proof. Like, oh, she now she's in your domain, right? Now you're the now you're the she's in your territory, and so she even if she especially if she's a super hot chick, like those are the things that you want to do to kind of like throw her off because usually the world is her oyster, but now you're sitting down and nobody's even paying attention to her because they're like, oh hey Abe, like 
good to see you, man. Oh, shit, how did that thing go over at the radio station? Like, oh, yeah, 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 I was listening the other day, and blah, blah, blah. And now nobody's even paying attention to her, and she's, like, getting wetter and wetter and wetter. <laughs> and wetter turned on. Like, that's, that's what she wants, because that's rare for her. So, but you have to, like, you have to build up that social capital to be able to then spend it later. Like a lot of guys, they want to get into the game. They want to like learn how to pick up women and they don't want to spend the time building the social capital. But all of these things are social capital. Like the time that you spent to go out and get your wardrobe, the time that you spent just going and just hanging in that bar, the time that you spent, you know, getting to know these, these other people, these bartenders, these people who are going to be your allies in the future. That's like you building your army and getting ready for the battle. What, what's your tip for women? The women who, keep dating assholes how could they find a nice guy to to date or like a lot of them want to get married or whatever but i think that's a bad plan like you don't just right. plan on once you when you plan on getting married you're going to marry some asshole and then you're going right. to have four kids and then at like 57 you're going to be single again living out the life you should have lived out at like 27 well i think that the, one of the reasons that women keep dating assholes is that they're like looking for they have this like blueprint in their mind that they're going for Right. As opposed to and this is true for men as well. Right. But I think I think women have it even more so that they like sort of build up this fantasy character that they that they sort of want. And then that that becomes the problem, because then they go and they date somebody based on, oh, he sort of fits like five to six things of this little program that I've laid out. But they're not thinking like, oh, well, do I actually get along with this guy? Like, is he actually nice to me? Does he actually give a shit about me? Which generally the answer is no. Could you name... Now, I'm going to bleep it, but I just want to get my my reaction. I swear to God, I'll bleep this. I'm not going to leave it in. Could you name one celebrity that you've had sex with? And I just want to give the people my reaction to tell you the kind of guy I'm talking to here. (laughs) I'm not going to do it, Abe. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But have you you had A-list celebrities? Oh, uh, yeah, like... Like household names, like a a list of a lists. You know what I mean? That have paid like, you, or that you've just like hooked up with in Vegas? No, paid, paid. Wow. Yeah. Is it like Ricky yeah. Lake or something? No, like no, like a list, dude. Like, like I mean, it wasn't Sharon Stone, but that kind of quality. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think Sharon Stone in her prime, in terms of how, if we're talking about how famous. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, you're talking I'm about talking like Miley about, Cyrus. Yeah. On that level, I'm talking about, it's, it's mainly, um, music people who are like here in Vegas who are performing at one of the, you know, what? Who are, yeah. You had sex with Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> What's it like when you when you're when you're in with with an A lister? Are they you just treat them like anyone else, right? And they probably really love that. You know, they're they're every single one of them's been super cool and just normal, which is weird. And you they know, keep like, they keep having you come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, some some. I mean, some. It's only been one time. Wow. Well, you're a true man of honor that you didn't mention their names, even if I was going to bleep it. Oh no, dude! I can't, I couldn't even risk that. That's money, man. You're asking me to you're asking me to risk money. Gosh, that I'll never do that. But I'm a man of honor. I would never lie to you. 
If I say I'm going to bleep it, I would bleep. I, I, I get that, but who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? What well, this happen. recording might be found. Some some intern might walk in here at three in the morning. That's right. They That's find right. the recording. You, know, you say you I had know. I had sex with Hillary Clinton or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh my god!" And they take it right to TMZ, and before you know it, there you go. Everyone knows yeah, you had sex with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and I mean, there there is certainly there is certainly the fact that you know, not all of them, but certainly some of them have expressed how. Uh, important that the privacy is to them, you know, like in very stark detail, you know, and not, not in any like threatening way or anything like that, but just like really imploring me, like you do understand, like this is the the reason why I'm hiring you is because I know that I, and I trust that like this will never get beyond here. And, and that's true. It won't like, I'll take it to my grave. Wow. And we'll, we'll ra- I would want the same thing, right? I would want the exact same thing. Oh, of course. We'll, we'll wrap it up on this because I don't want to keep you all day. And then I, I want yeah, you to okay. let people know where to find all your stuff. Sure. Um, when was the last time you had sex with an A-lister? Uh, a couple of months. Three months, three months ago, maybe. Damn. Three, four months ago. Yeah. Maybe less. Maybe three. Doesn't it suck that you have the greatest book ever that you can't write? <laughs> I know. I've thought about that many times. <laughs> I mean. I'll, I'll just wait till I'm super old, bro. Like when you're 90, but it won't even matter when you're 90. Like you right, won't be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? It's like those people who save every dollar and they don't spend any of it. It's like, why? Why? Who, when you die, your money's going to these kids, like your kids' kids who you don't even know. Like, why do you want those fucks to have such a good life? Well, you know what, dude? Like, it's, I don't know. The experience has been, I'm kind of an introvert and I'm like a, a bit of a loner, so. I'm happy to just have the memories to myself, man. It's been it's been a crazy, crazy ride. I'll tell you that. Doesn't it's been along for the whole thing, bro? Like you were like the first person in the media. We were getting panned at the time when you first reached out to me. Like we were, the media was just tearing us apart. Now everybody loves the show, but you were the first person to be like, "No, this show is really fucking good." It was yeah, like after the first episode, and we went six seasons. So you're like a Nostradamus in this shit. You really, you were on point. <laughs> Well, you know, there's people who see that it's gigolos, right? They're like, I don't want to watch a bunch of guys having sex. But I'm like, right. I'm not I'm not watching the guys. I'm watching the women they're having sex with. Right. Not to mention, it's just a good show. I mean, when you're watching Cat House on HBO, sure, it's women, but they're having sex with guys. Like, right. it's the same shit when you watch porn. All these guys right. who watch porn... What, what are you, gay? You're watching a show called Gigolos? It's, it's, it's like the least gay show you could ever watch. It totally is. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It's a bunch of dudes sitting around day drinking, like bullshitting, capping on each other, and then going and banging chicks. I don't know what's yeah, going about that. Yeah, how's that gay? <laughs> That's like the straightest show on TV. It's like Goodfellas, only real. Right. Without the killing. Right. <laughs> just killing kill the pussy. Just killing the pussy. Okay, so if people want to hear your your weekly show, how do they do that? Uh, so vinarmani.com is a website that's got all the links to like Twitter. It it, it goes on Twitter, Facebook, and um, and YouTube live. Uh, they can check that out. Dow the Gigolo, T A O of the Gigolo is on. Uh, you can get that book on Amazon. Uh, I I think people will really enjoy that. But yeah, vinarmani.com has got all the links and it's got archives of the show. So they can go check that out. It's, it's every it's live every Monday at uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So if you're following me on any of my social media, it'll just pop up as a, a little announcement for you when it goes live. 
And, you know, it's been six years since Curb Your Enthusiasm had their last episode. There's a new season in October. So it's only been a few years since Gigolos. I guarantee, based on what you're saying, that Gigolos will be back. I have a feeling. I mean, they're going to keep they're going to keep selling it, but it's uh, you know the question is how old will we be? Because it'll be real funny if we're all like fifty <laughs> and then Brace is like ninety five. <laughs> but I think it's better. It's like it's it's that's why there's never been another Jersey Shore. Like right. I don't give a fuck about other Italian morons. Like I want to see the right. original crew. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck. Like when they, I, I mean. I, I, you know, when you look at it, the guys they got rid of on Gigolos, I see why they got rid of them. They, they right. were kind of boring, but right. I don't really want any more new Gigolos. Like, I just want right. either that group or I just don't want the show at all. Or fuck it, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but, all right, so hit him up, Vin Armani, and also, if you want to have, th- th- this is weird, a guest on, if you could actually hang out with him and, and maybe hook up with him. Also, VinArmani.com. CowboysforAngels.com is my agency, and you can go and check that out, and, uh, and just see all the craziness, see all the 60 guys on there in, in, with, with uh, duck lips and, and uh, <laughs> listening ads. <laughs> it doesn't hurt being exotic. When you see you in the middle of, like, a bunch of white guys, right. it definitely, like, you get you get everything. Like, and that's me, too. I mean, I'm not Vin Armani, but the, what yeah, I've Blake heard. Blake Gucci, though, that's almost as good. Blake Gucci is almost as good. You yeah, know? Blake, like, I, I've met girls. Like, I could be, if they want me to be Greek, I could be Mexican, I could be, I could be half black. <laughs> I could be anything. <laughs> oh, wait. I, w- I want to run something by you real quick, and we'll wrap it up yeah, on this. Yeah. I promise you. Okay, so so the Bill Maher N-word controversy, right? Yeah. I, I was on the beach, and there was a white girl, um, and she was with a, a Mexican guy. And she had a tattoo. She was white. And across okay. her whole arm, it said, um, money over N-word, A-Z at the end. Now, wow. Now, a white... And, and then also... I was grilling yesterday, and one of my neighbors, who's a Mexican guy, was singing uh, Tupac. If you don't know, now you know. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And he was screaming the N word at the top of his lungs. Now, <laughs> now, isn't it? Isn't it Chris Rock who has a bit about that? It's some comedian who's got a bit. Yeah, it's Chris Rock. It's Chris Rock. Yeah, where he's like, that's the moment where they love it. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, what? I, those white guys, they lean into that shit. <laughs> they lead into it. <laughs> it's like they, he's oh like they, God. they celebrating that shit. Such a great bit. <laughs> yeah, but but what do you, you so, know? I I thought Bill Maher was actually telling a joke. He he didn't mean it maliciously. Those two other versions that. I just said are way worse. Yeah, no. It's, well, and you know what? It's I think with with this generation, it look it really is like have for me. I say. Have you ever used the word in a pejorative, or do you even think to use the word in a pejorative way towards a black person, right? Like, is that even in your sort of, is that in your cognitive, like, realm that you would ever do that? Like, no matter how angry you get, that you would ever do that, right? But I have a feeling that girl who had that on her arm probably has been fucked by a lot of black guys. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? If she's, I, I don't think she's the person who is, we need to be worried about. I think she's on the right side of the game. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, you could kind of, you could call me a lot of shit if you let me stick my dick in you. Like, that's a, <laughs> but, what, but a white you know girl. I mean? like, but, but Bill Maher, I don't, I don't think Bill Maher has a racist bone in his body. No, all he does is bang black girls. 
Exactly. So it's like you're really going after the wrong person. I would rather I would rather somebody was was using whatever word it is in a joking and funny way than they were not using those words at all, but they were actually doing real racist shit that was hurting people. And like Ice Cube being so offended by it when Dr. Dre in Dr. Dre's last recording that he put out, he uses the F word regarding gay people. Like, he just says it in every song. He just throws it in for no reason. And, like, there's no offense at all taken to that. So you can't be, I've always said you can't be so offended by one thing and then it's cool for the other thing. So you have to be, like, 100% offended by everything or just kind of relax on everything. Well, and, you know, the other thing about it was it's also about the context because the joke that Bill Maher said was actually really fucking funny and the timing was perfect. Yeah, that's the the other thing about it is that when it comes to comedy, when when it's done well, it gets a fucking pass. That's the bottom line. Dude, Louis C.K. did 30 minutes on the N-word and it was hilarious. And he's white. He's the whitest guy ever. Right. The the problem is when the crowd like cringes like that, the funniest joke ever sounds like it wasn't funny. And but you know what? The crowd cringing is just like. That's, that's more about the crowd than the joke. Like, you go back and you listen to Lenny Bruce and you listen to the things that he got arrested for. You listen to the bits and you're like, that's not even, like, edgy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Compared to the average comedian that you hear on an open mic night, the shit that Lenny Bruce was doing wasn't even edgy and he was getting arrested for it. Yeah, it's crazy. We're, we're in a crazy so time. something about the culture. That doesn't say anything about Lenny Bruce. It doesn't say anything about Bill Maher. It's like the fact that... And those people who are cringing, they're not cringing because they don't think it's funny. They thought it was fucking funny. They're cringing because they're worried about, like, the social justice people around them. And, oh, am I going to, like, now is everybody going to think I'm a racist and stuff? And it's like, man, get over yourself. Like, exactly. be yourself. You're not a racist. You're not a bad person. You're allowed to laugh at this because you're not a racist. And the worst the thing, racists too... Aren't, racists aren't even here. They're not even in the audience of the show. Okay? Exactly! There's no racists going to see Bill Maher. No. But the, no. Wor- the worst is when you call someone racist and then they have to tell you they're not racist. Like, if someone ever called me racist, I would just laugh and move on. Like, I don't well, need to what, explain... That's what, that's what I do. Yeah, same. Because it's like, you're, you're a fucking moron now. The fact that you said that, you're a fucking idiot. Because then the white guys who are called racist, who actually are racist, they're like, I got black friends and this and that. It's like, why do you feel the need to explain? Like, if you told me. Well, that's how you know a racist. That's how you know a racist. Exactly. Because they, they, they need to explain it. Like, if you told me, um, Abe, you're, uh, you're, you're a shit, uh, whatever. You're, you're, Abe, you're an astronaut. Right. I wouldn't have to go out of my way and say, an astronaut? I didn't go to any kind of astronaut school. Wait, wait, what? Hang on. Hang on. Well, An well, astronaut? If somebody told me, like, then you're nothing but a lame. You can't get no pussy. Like, you're going to be alone your whole life. And I'm like, really? I, I mean, you're telling me I can't get pussy. Like, you're t- I, I don't even. It doesn't even register. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I'm, I think it's, I get paid for that. Like, that's what I do for. I'm famous for that shit. Like, and that's the same thing. But it's just like, if it's not you, you have nothing to dispute. Yeah, it's like you like pat them on the head and move on. Like, okay. Exactly. Like, okay, you're an idiot. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I could talk to you all day. So go to vinarmani.com and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, man. Great talking with you. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.